ואף על גב, שהיו האבוס שלושה, עיקר הכל הוא אברהם. So, on the one hand, we just kind of said, listen, I have a, I have a equilateral triangle now, right? So I have three points, and they're perfectly balanced and everything, right? So then you would say, okay, so everything is the same. So he says, even though that's the case, but Abraham is the Iker. Shimimeno yotze hakol, the Huarishim. Because at the end of the day, let's not forget, although there are three and, the, and, and, and each one is complementary to the other, everything, but at the end of the day, Avram is the root of everything. Vizehu Shamru Chazal, Gibaram Psachim says, Ve'esachal goy godol, Sheosim, Sheomrim Avraham. Then the pastor continues, right, to and I will bless you and I will make your name great so I will bless you that is and that's Yaakov says the Gemora so perhaps then we will finish up the bracha um, with all of them, because you see that all three of them have gotten a status. Talmud Lomar, but the pastor comes back and says, <coughs> and you will be a blessing. So that means, <coughs> we'll finish with you, Mogen Avraham, not with Yizek and Yaakov. Now, why is that? You don't have any ideas? Why, why Avraham has to be the, the of the bracha? Yeah, why we why we seal the bracha with the mug and Avraham? If if the pasuk here divides up evenly, right? Goy uh, gadol, that's connected Avraham, right? Avarkecha, that's connected Yitzchak, and Agadala Shemecha, that's connected Yaakov. So then, why? Do we come back and say, "Hey, Brocha, why is that going in Avraham? Maybe he's going in one of the other ones." So don't overthink the questions. Obvious question: Who's the Torah talking to? Right, speaking to Avram. Speaking to Avram. The entire pasuk is being said to Avram. The entire pasuk is being said to Avram. Even the other ones, right? Now I don't get it. If the entire pasuk is being said to Avram, so then why is Rashi telling us? That only one of the good things is for Avram, but the other one's for Isaac, the other one's for Yaakov. Answer is, although these are all things that are being said to Avraham, right? And therefore, in potential, he's going to get all of them. But they're going to be expressed not only in him, but in his children, and in his son, and in his son's son. Right? But at the end of the day, it's all a bracha, it's all a promise for Avraham. Okay? <coughs> Pirush Afal Gav, Shahu Avoshlosha, Iker Hakol, Fechosem Hakol, Hu Avram, Shahu Roshakol, he's the beginning of everything, Ulakach, 
Hosmin Bo Bilvad. Therefore, the, the Hasima is just, is just him because that's the, the Hasima is the primary thing of a blessing. Any blessing that we say, a bracha ruchta, means uh, um, where you go into other topics, other related topics, then the Hasima has to always tie back into the primary thing that the blessing is for, right? The blessing of Noda, right? In, in Birgas Amazon on the land. So then we talk about the bris mila, we talk about the Torah, we talk about um, lots of things, and then in the end, we come back, right? Like the Apostle said, right? So, tie it back to the Iker of the Brach. So that's... But the, 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 the answer that we just gave was that it, because that's who... Uh, is being spoken to in the Pasuk. But the the actual reason why all these things are we're saying that everything is really a Kiyom and Avraham. Because, because he's the root of everything. So all three, even though are they meted out are rooted in him and, and grandchildren? Or what? All three of these aspects are really in him? Or they're also going to be meted out? There's an aspect to him alone, and then the other two get... So all of them are in him in, in potential. Only one of them is actually actualized in him, the other ones will be actualized in Yitzhak and, 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 and Yaakov. Veharei. So behold, his buyer, Ki, Rosh Evan Pina, the um, founding stone, Efsher Shiyimatze Betachlis Ashlemus. It's impossible that he should be complete. Entirely complete. Because if he were, then what? We wouldn't need anything else. Right? And he is the beginning. So he can't be the end as well. He can't be the, the finished product. He's the beginning. He's the root of it all. Right? Now, another point. He kind of really goes into this much more at length in Netzach Yisrael Per Gimel discussing the concept that nothing can be thank you nothing can be perfectly one um, except for Hashem right also discusses it in uh, Netzach Yisroel I want to say Perak Mem Dalet or something um, the, the only oneness we can have down here is a oneness of Echad not the Echad numerical value one but Echad, the numerical value 13. Right? I mean, Echad means one. Right? So with Hashem, it means one, complete, just one, like we learned in Der Hashem, one in the sense of Pshitus, of just no subdivisions, no parts, just absolute oneness. Right? That we can't have down here. Uh, if anything is one down here, is going to be lacking in many different ways because we're not Hashem. We can't be. We can't have that level of um, self-contained perfection. What can we have down here? We can have the concept of echad, the numerical value of echad. Numerical value of echad is what? Thirteen. So thirteen. That's Yaakov and his twelve sons. That's a oneness that we can have down here. Yeah bunch of parts that all click together to 
complement each other to form a one entity. So we can have a oneness of parts, right? Parts that come together to create a oneness. We can't have a oneness, uh, an essential oneness. Okay? So now, the greatest level, the fullest level is 13. The most basic level, the most root level of oneness is 3. Meaning, like we said, one we can't have. So then what, what, what must we be functioning in two? From two and onwards. So two, there's, divi there's division. Three gets us back to a oneness, but not a oneness, in, in, in innate oneness of Hashem's oneness, but a oneness of different parts that all work together to interlock. That's three, right? So being that we're not Hashem, so we cannot have that oneness. The chisaron zeh, mashehu haya, harosh bilvad, and this lack, quote unquote, that Avram Avinu has, that he is the very first one, he's the beginning. Hayanota almida harishon harishis yoser midai. So therefore, now he's getting into the three opinions what Avram Avinu was lacking. First thing he was lacking was being that he was the first one. He's the only one. So the first area where he is quote-unquote lacking is being the Mida of Chesed without being tampered by any other Midas. So he is nota al Mida Harishis. He is inclined Towards this characteristic of being the head, Yosher Midai, overly so. Right? He's a leader to a fault. Because that's all there is in him right now, is just leadership. Velohayala Avram Gamkain Milas Hasheni, or Milas Hashlishi, did not have the advantage of having a Yitzchak and a Yaakov to balance him out. Since he was overly inclined, out of balance, without something to counterbalance it, towards the head, towards the beginning, so much so, that he felt it was appropriate to be the head and the, the one that dominates over Talmudic Hachamim. Lihios Moshal Aleihem to rule over them. Binyanze Laasos Angaria to make from them a militia. Ve'animshah Avram Davarze mitzad midoso. So the point is, what did Avram Avinu do? Avram uh, Avram Avinu. Quote unquote, yes, he erred. He he made a mistake, but it wasn't a mistake that could have been avoided or even should have been avoided. Because if he would have avoided this mistake, what would it mean? It would mean that his characteristic of leadership would not have been to a hundred percent. Really, that is what we want. Avram's job is to develop the characteristic of leadership, the characteristic of Chesed. 100%. I remember many years ago I was bothered that 
in Parshas um, Vayera, Avram Avinu's had a bris mila, and Hashem makes a very hot day that there's no travelers, not to bother Avram Avinu. And he's so bizarre, they're so in much in pain that there's no travelers, no one to welcome in to his tent to take care of, that uh, he's sitting out there, he's looking, and he's really so pained over the matter that Hashem has to send him angels. So I remember I was bothered. Like, I mean, Avril was a big tzaddik, right? He was a big he was a big Torah scholar also, right? Why can't he just take today off from hosting guests and just learn? And what's wrong with just today is too hot of a day, it's nobody out. <laughs> right? So okay. I've got plenty of things to, to, to work on, to learn. Right? Avram Avinu is bizarre. Why is that? It's not nature. What? That's nature. Uh, nature. So what is it? he's a uh, can't work on his nature. We expect Noah to work on his nature. Noah Tigel, I mean. No, I not Noah. The... But yeah, but, but again, that would have to have Abraham fighting his nature a little bit, breaking his. Okay, lips. what's wrong with that? We're saying that his natural inclination is to. I got it, natural inclination, nature. But, but don't we ask you to break your meadows? Suppose all, all time. I mean, that's if there's a lacking in us. We want to improve it. But if this is the right thing, so the point is that Avraham's job. I think that's what you guys are trying to say. But I'll say it. Maybe in a my Maybe it's the same thing. What you meant. Maybe a little bit clearer that. Avram Avinu's job in this world was to develop and fully express the meat of chesed. That's what he was working on every day. His Musa Seder every day was how to work on chesed. Right? The, his, his job was not to be a balanced man. Unlike Noah Siegel. Right? Because Noah Siegel is coming after Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Each one did what he did to the extreme. Right? When you're trying to... Whatever it is. Create... uh, An alloy, right? So first you want to take three absolutely pure metals. Then you're going to combine them to make an alloy. And that alloy is going to have different advantages of each one, but obviously not as great as any of them in any of their own things. Right? For there's, there's a uh, very interesting iser in the Torah. Not to make a matseva. What's a matseva? A monolith. Right? Which was back then, you would work really hard, it was pretty hard to do, to chisel out a large stone from the ground, from a mountain, whatever it is, and keep it as a single stone, and that would be the altar, a monolith. Right? Like uh, famous in Egypt, they have these uh, Cleopatra's needles, right? These really tall, thin monoliths, one solid piece of stone, right? So, Torah says, we are not allowed to build monoliths to serve Hashem. 
has to be an altar of stones, many stones put together. Rashi and the spot is bothered. We know that Yaakov Vinu made a monolith. He made a matseva. Times of the Avos, Rashi says, it was a beloved thing to Hashem. So what happened to it? longer discussion but basically Rashi there says because the, of the Vodozor took it on but again just because the idol worshippers took something on right they pray to Hashem so or they, they pray to their God so it doesn't mean we're going to stop praying to our God right so why is it that the fact that the idol worshippers took on the service of the monolith so now we can't do it anymore so explanation is because monolith service means like like the word implies monolithic service to Hashem, to, to God means a single path this is how I'm serving Hashem right, so in the time of the Avos, this was a desirable thing, Yaakov served Hashem like this right, but for us later on that we've got Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, we've got the Shvatim all coming together the preferred form of service is you take many stones, you put them together, each one combining oneness of parts, right? Take 13 stones, you put them together, that's, that's, the, that's the mizbeach that we're supposed to have or mizbeach of offer. Right? Again, many parts that are coming together because it's very difficult to do the monolithic service and uh, it's very much inclined towards idol worship. Uh, nowadays, which is exactly what idol worship is. What's idol worship? It's you worship the god of fire or something like this, right? In your mind, the only thing that matters is, you know, uh, chesed. The only thing that matters is, you know, gvura, right? That's what it's all about. That's all I'm thinking. That's all I'm serving all day long, right? So, although for the avos, this was a desirable service, this was a beloved service for Hashem, but once each one of them established his fundamental form of service, and it was all obviously connected uh, and unified, and Yitzhak understood that he's continuing the job of Avram, and Yaakov understood that he's continuing the job of Yitzhak, but each one is in his own way. So then, after they're done, then the expectation is that we're going to be able to we're gonna work with that triangle. Right? That's, that's a... Uh, very short version of a much longer discussion. And what about the, the, the tests that we do find about challenging them in their yeah. areas? That test was to use, let's say, for let's say with Avram Avinu, right? Or with, the, or with Yaakov, with the fact that he had to take on roles that were not Torah yeah. oriented. So those are all still to check this Mida. Is to check, is this Mida, are you doing this? Because this is your natural predisposition, is what you like to do, and you're just expressing yourself, or are you doing this because this is your divine service? You're doing this for Hashem. If you're doing this for Hashem, then you'll be able to subjugate it. Can you subjugate this Mida? But still within this Mida, right? I mean, the test was why have you been doing this this whole time? But not coming to say that the expectation now is for Avram to be a Yitzchak. The expectation is to check him, to check if he's this whole time been doing it to Shem Shemayim. It's, it's 
not even to acquire the meat of the Yitzchak. It's not even to balance them out. It's just to ensure that this expression is it's proper. Which is what it says about, about after a cave's Yitzchak, right? What does it say after a cave's Yitzchak? About Avram Avinu? What does Pasuk say? Atayadati kiyira lukimata. It doesn't say, it doesn't say uh, because your your meat is hadin or yiras Hashem is the so we had in this week's parsha right. Yira is the klimachsik for everything. It's the ozer. It's the place where you bring in your chesed or your gvura or your tiferes. Yira is what's it all for? And the answer needs to be it's for Hashem. That's what means Yira is Hashem. Yira Elohim. Yeah? So you see that from Avram even himself. Okay, so the point is that over here, Avram Avinu therefore was a Mizahesed to a fault. But that's exactly what's expected of him. That's why he wanted to make a Mulushar to Amru. So he's saying, maybe the action itself wasn't so terrible, right? But since this is the essential characteristic of Avram himself, it's going to take some serious, like the analogy we gave before, right? One thing, if you, you know, break your arm, okay, so you know, no problem. That was just a little accident that happened, right? As long as we can just make sure to bandage it right and you know, put a cast around it, everything should, should grow together just fine. But if there's a congenital defect or there's a DNA abnormality, that's going to be a much, much more serious fix, right? So being that this is essential to Avram Avinu himself, so that's why it takes much more uh, extreme measures, okay? Okay, so this is going to be manifested a lot in the branches, in the descendants. Okay, that's, that was the first opinion. Second opinion, the Tam Shmuel, Shehifriz al Hamida Lomar Bema'eda, that he overextended his boundary to ask Hashem, how do I know? How do I know this is going to happen? How do I know my children are going to get the land of Israel? Vizehu Shalohayala Avram Midas Hasheni. He did not have the second characteristic. What's the second characteristic? Kura. didn't have what Yitzchak is going to bring to the table. And again, it's definitional that he didn't have it. Because he's not Yitzchak. And if he would have it, then there would be no need for Yitzchak. Right? And he would not be Avraham. Mipnei, Shehu Haya, Harosh, Kasher, Amar, Nulamal. Like we said earlier. 
Umalos Hasheni Midas Hadin. The greatness of the second one is the greatness of the characteristic of Din, of strict justice. Midas Yisak. Shaya Dovog be Midas Hadin. Aval Avram Mipnei. Shaya Nota mean Midas Hadin. On the contrary, he was inclined away from Midas Hadin, right? He was the opposite of Midas Hadin. Olekach Hifrizal Midosov. Therefore, he crossed a line with Hashem. To say to Hashem, how do I know? The characteristics of Hashem are characteristics of strict justice. What does that mean? Means, if Hashem says something, if Hashem is doing something, it means that that's what that that's what's going to be. That that's the right thing, right? It's like uh, if Hashem says something, it's a gzera that came from Him. It's a gzera. It's a decree, right? Except we know that's not true. What, you, you're talking about haftachas. Well, Rashi says in Rashi's all of Shaba to create the world. As a mercy for us, right. he's mishtatev, right. but that ended up. It never leaves the, the, the default is, is din. It's just that there's a ongoing, and as we pointed out, not even always, right? But there's a usually ongoing hishtatfus, an intermixing of midas harachamim to make sure that the din doesn't destroy the system. Right? But it's still, the, but that's that's for that's for our benefit. Right. But so, but not to say that if Hashem is saying something, it's not it's not it's not b'midus adin. It's not a gzeiras hamelech, right? I get that. That makes sense. So, umash amar b'mo eda hifriz adin v'yotze mikav midus adin. So. He basically overstepped his boundary with Hashem, and that was again because he did not have that pachad Yitzchak that Midas Hadin the Yitzchak is going to bring to the table. Vechein, Mashiamar. So to the third opinion, Rabbi Yochanan, Shlohichni's Geirim Tachas Kanfeshkino that he did not bring the Sodomites into conversion of some sort. Zehu shalohayabo ma'elas hashlishi shehu kulo l'ashem. Yaakov Avinu was able to, even the stones he put his head on, right? He could find in them the how, how they are meant to be used for Avodos Hashem. Everything found a place, everything found a purpose. Avram Avinu could not see that because he didn't have that characteristic yet. Ukemoshayu, Zera Yaakov, Kulam, Takaskan Feshkin, just like we see that Yaakov Avinu was able to be Makadesh, all 12 of his sons were holy. 
were, were, were to Hashem. Avram Avinu didn't necessarily know how to do that, right? As we see from the fact that only one of his sons ended up being Kaddish to Hashem. So therefore he did not do that. Okay? So that is the that's the three Khatoyim the Khazal attribute to to Avram Avinu that we that because of that there was a Xera of Arbameo Shano four hundred years of exile that they were Chatoyim, but Chatoyim does not mean to lay blame with Avram Avinu Shalom. It means to explain where there was still need for further repairs. But why would he was expected to have Din and right and and those were supposed to come later? So why is there Gezera now that all your children are going to Shibud? Why can't you wait till after Yaakov? We've had, we had opportunity to perfect all three Midos, and then Hashem could look at us rather than. You know, when you look at Avram, he doesn't have Din, he doesn't have Tiferes. Very, very good question. Do you hear the question? Does everyone hear the question? Ari is asking that, you're right, with Avram Avinu, that's a lack, right? But, well, let's just be patient for a little bit. Let's not make Xera yet, right? Then Yitzhak is going to come on the scene. Yitzhak himself will solve that lack, part of that lack. And then... Yaakovin will come on the scene and he'll solve the other part of the lack. And then by the time that his children, that we are here, right, they have gotten all three. They are now balanced. Now, there's no more lack, seemingly. So, that's it. We've solved the problem. Because their influence is happening at a further progression down the genetic level. Right? Speak it out. Sure. Avraham is it keeps going back as much that Avraham is like the genetic material for the Jewish people, right? So as the Rosh, right, he's setting down that spiritual DNA. Yitzchak and Yaakov, we've not spoken about them in that way. Are they still roots though? You're talking about roots and branches? I guess not as much though. I'm guessing I'm not going to try and do what the answer is. But Hashem never expected Avraham to be good at then. It was not we we said we didn't want him to perfect then. We wanted this three-parted... That's true. Achlis. That's true, but that just because Hashem doesn't expect doesn't mean that there's not going to be a fix later on, right? You're saying this caused Pagam in the root that Yitzhak and Yaakov couldn't fix in generations two and three. It was already too so, late. So the, way, so the way that I would... The anal- yeah, so something like that. The, the analogy that I would use is the Rambam in, the, in this Hagdam uh, Tomor Nevuchim says that sometimes when you teach someone, you have to teach something to be able to teach more things. And then, once you've taught those other things, since these are interdependent wisdoms, then you go back and you reteach the first one, because when you taught the first one, you actually had to teach it incorrectly to him, in order, otherwise it was a vicious cycle, right? How do you get into, if it takes X to know Y, it takes Y to know X, so how do you ever get in? So the answer is you don't exactly teach X, you teach X a little bit off which can be taught by itself. Then you teach Y, then you go back and you reteach X again. Right? The analogy that I, that I use for that is a, a, an arch. Right? An arch is, is built initially incorrectly. You put the stones in the wrong place. 
right? You put all the stones a little bit higher than they're supposed to be, and you support them with scaffolds. Right? Everybody understands what an arch looks like? Arch. Like this, right? So you put them a little bit higher, you support them with scaffolds. Right? And then, once they're all in place, then you pull away the scaffolds, and they all kind of fall down a little bit and click in. Right? Cool. Incredible, right? So, uh, so the point is that Avram Avinu needs to be readjusted. You have to go back and readjust whatever it is that Avram Avinu put into Klausel. The Midas Hadin, the, the Midas Hesed that he put into Klausel was actually not, not, uh, so, so it's like what Noah is saying, right? The DNA that he put into us was a little bit faulty. Now, that was the only way to do it. Yeah, okay. science, science is the exact same way. When we physics or chemistry, you you like the Bohr model of the atom. Everyone knows it's wrong, but yet we teach that in, in eighth grade so you can understand it. So when you have under, deeper understanding of the physics and the chemistry behind it and the calculus, you can go in. There you are. Okay, but then they were saying it's a setup. Yeah. What? Right. We are at the end of the day saying it's absolutely well, okay. not a setup in a negative way. Just right. That this had to. to, to this the is the way. way this is the way it's got to be built. Justice set up. Set up. This is the way that had to be built. 